0: Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette, let's bring him in. Do you want to know what's going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? What's next for the pack? Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law
2: Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience.
0: Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414 327 5800. Ryan Ward of the Green Bay Press Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Ryan, uh, the first quarter of the season is done. The Packers perfect record-wise. but uh, So when you sit back and you kind of analyze the first quarter, and I know Mike McCarthy used to be really big on quarters of seasons. So what do you take away from the first four, both on the positive side and the negative side?
2: Well, you start with the positive and wrap that into one word, and that, that's Offense. And the negative, you could probably wrap into one word, too, and that's defense. Now, I do think that the, the negative has been better than, than the positive has been bad. You know what I mean? So the positive has been really dominant for, for this, this Packers offense. They've been 152 points, almost 1,800 yards through four games. That's, that, that they're setting records. It's record-breaking offense, just like you saw back in 2011. Totally different way that they're doing it, but very similar. What's different even more so than 2011. This defense, while it has been the negative, it's a lot better than that 2011 defense. The last time the Packers had an offense like this, their defense was bottom of the league, woeful. This defense is a lot better than that. So they're, they're starting from a higher floor. And I do think that this defense can can get better um, as the season goes on, but it's probably going to be what it is, right? It's, it's going to be a defense, much like last year. It gives up yards. It's going to give up points. Um, the Packers are very similar to the past. I mean, they're, they're going to have to outscore some teams, but um, you know, it's it, it's a bit of a, a polarizing team in that you've got a great offense, you've got a defense that has struggled, but at the end of the day, I, I, I still I, I think the defense is, is got some playmakers. Get Kenny Clark back. Um, it, it's it's going to round into better form.
0: Uh, I I like where some of the headspace is regarding the defense, specifically as area Smith. I know that Mike Pettin said, "Well, we don't want to make excuses because of the ankle," but they had to kind of talk to him and say, "Hey, look, we know you're struggling because of the ankle. We know that you're trying to do many different things, and we're putting you in many different positions." Do you get a sense that when Kenny Clark comes back, you get a couple of weeks to heal up the ankle, you start that this defense could really—I don't want to say take off to a, a prestigious level, but become much better than what it is
2: i do i don't know if it's ever going to be legit top 10 defense but i think it's it's ceiling isn't much behind that i mean at the very least i think this is a defense that's very capable of being average um as far as being a floor and if that's the case with this offense that should be good enough to to win a lot of games and i mean this is an average defense with what they've been doing offensively this is a team that that and win the final game of the year. So, yeah, I, I, there's no question. Look, they, they paid Kenny Clark $70 million to, to eat up the middle of that, that, that defense and, and, and just to anchor down there. And they haven't had that anchor except for 15 snaps this season. He hasn't played since right before halftime of the opener in Minnesota. So that's a huge – that, that's a big gulf that, that, that is – Missing from the very center of your defense. Uh, when he gets back, we'll see how much of an impact that return makes. I would imagine it's it's likely to happen coming out of the bye in Tampa next week. Um, so you know, there's no question he, he's there to, to take on blockers. And if he takes on blockers, Darius Smith's got fewer blockers. Preston Smith has fewer blockers. Um, it, it opens things up for the guys on the edge.
0: I, uh, I like the way Matt LaFleur – there was a lot of talk this morning. I was watching uh, Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, and I like the talk about Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and the flow of the offense and the fact that it's almost looked at, at times effortless. The only area of criticism uh, comes in the red zone is some of the red zone calls, and that's something when you go back and you kind of do some self-scouting, as Matt LaFleur had talked about. Um, he-, he had talked about he needs better calls in the red zone. What do you think that Matt LaFleur is specifically looking at when it comes to red zone calls that have not been as effective or those fourth and short calls that have not been as effective?
2: I, I mean, I, I, I thought his he had a very detailed explanation of, of, of the last one that they had Monday night against Atlanta on fourth and one. They come really fourth and a foot. They, they, they come to the line of scrimmage, and Matt LaFleur knows what the play is. It's a dive that, with Jamal Williams. And then he sees the coverage, and – it's cover zero I mean the, the Falcons start off with one somewhat deep safety and everyone else is at the line of scrimmage but then even the deep that quote unquote deep safety because it's on the goal line even he cheats up into the box it's literally cover zero um and you you just you, you don't love having a dive call into cover zero in, in goal line situation that's that's not that's not advantageous for your offense and sure enough they they brought more than the Packers could block and they blew up the play in the backfield and you know the, the the sickening thing for Matt Lafleur is that he he knew that would happen. I mean, he 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 knows what what happens when you're in goal line situation and you're running straight into a cover zero look, and they've got more defenders stopping the run than what you can block. He knows that that that, that that's what happens, and he said after after afterward that he should have called the time out there and, and got them into a better play. So that that's a good example of you know it's it's not going to be perfect and. The amazing thing with this offense is that it has 152 points. It has four straight games of 30 points, and it has not been very good in the red zone and especially has not been very good at the goal line. You would expect all those points, you'd be scoring, that. some of them would be the the easy chip-ins from from the one-yard line, and and that's just not been the the case. So, I mean, think of it this way, Bill. It's quite possible that they might even get better if if they fix the red zone issues, and as good as they've been, that's got to be scary for the league.
0: So the rest of the uh, division, we, we, we look more so towards Minnesota because I think Minnesota is truly a better team than what we've witnessed, and I think the Bears are a worse team than what we've witnessed. But the rest of the division, is there a real threat in the division, uh, You know, barring massive injury from the Packers, do you feel, or do you think that the, the Packers are just right now just head and shoulders above everybody else?
2: I think it's the latter. I think if this team stays healthy, this divisional race is over.
0: And I know that's a big
2: statement for week five. I get that. But I think it's head and shoulders above everybody else if they stay healthy. I mean, if there's injuries, if Aaron Rodgers misses half the season, like 2017, 2013, all bets are off, right? I mean, if they they Mm -hmm. have massive injuries on defense and all of a sudden they're in a position where they've got to score 35 points every week to win, all bets are off. But as of right now, this is a team that has avoided the major injury, and it is a team that is clearly better than the other three competitors in the NFC North. The NFC North has not been that good, and I'm right with you with the Chicago Bears, and we'll see tonight. It'll be very interesting, but the Chicago Bears don't have a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback in this league, what do you have? Even with a great defense, potentially, what, what do you really have without a quarterback in this league? You don't have much. So you look at the rest of the division, it's as much about that, the other three teams, as it is about the Packers and the fact that they very well possibly are one of the top two teams in the NFC. I mean, you put the Packers and Seattle right, right there. One A, one B. Those are the two undefeated teams. The, Seattle, I think a lot of people were high on coming into the season. The Packers, people laid low on, despite being thirteen and three and through four games, they've proven that that was absolutely no fluke and that they're even better than last year. Uh, there's a big, there's a big gap in this NFC North between the, the, the top team and the other three.
0: Uh, I like what's going on with some of the other teams in the NFC. I look at Tampa Bay, and they're starting to hit their stride. Seattle, I don't – Seattle's defense, I mean, they picked up snacks yesterday. I don't know what how much more that's going to bolster, but I've always said you win games in the trenches, so if he's bringing anything to the table, then you know it's going to be a better defense than what we've witnessed thus far. But Russell Wilson, I think he gets overlooked. He's having a hell of a season right now. But tell me who else right now you believe is going to be a legitimate threat in the NFC.
2: It's hard not to look at this conference right now as a two team conference because not just cuz there's there's two undefeated teams but again one of them you know the the Seahawks were my preseason pick and I do think that Russell Wilson is the best player in this conference no disrespect to Aaron Rodgers cuz he's been phenomenal no disrespect to Aaron Jones cuz he's been phenomenal Russell Wilson is playing off the charts and 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 he was doing the same last year it's not a surprise everyone expected this um, and then you've got the Packers, who were 13 and 3 last year, and on the doorstep of the NFC Championship game, and clearly looked better than they were a year ago. And they were pretty good a year ago, so um, it's it's tough not to look. You know, I think that there's a gap right now at the quarter pole between those two teams and everyone else. But in terms of everyone else, I mean, you're looking at maybe the Bucks with that defense and Tom Brady and the offensive skill position talent that they have. That that's that's a very good team. Uh, you're looking. You know, I, I know that the San Francisco 49ers have a lot of injuries, but they are still the reigning NFC champs. They still have the offensive and, and defensive scheme that was so brilliant last year on both sides of the ball. Um, are, are they as talented as last year? No. Uh, losing to Forrest Buckner is, is going to hurt that defense. And um, on, on the other side, you know they, they've they've obviously got some injuries, but that's still a team that you can't overlook. So there, there's some other competitors in, in this conference, but through the quarter poll, I think that you're seeing two teams that have, have positioned themselves as the very early front runners. You don't know how injuries are going to play into the, a factor, and oftentimes it does, but without injuries, you know, the Seahawks, the Packers, it's, it's 1A, 1B to me.
0: Always good to talk to you, uh, Ryan. We certainly appreciate it. We'll talk again next week as we get ready for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll also look back on what we saw to the Buccaneers uh, tonight.
2: It'll be a good game tonight. Absolutely. Take care, Bill.
0: Looking forward to it. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is our buddy Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com, and he joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com. (sighs) Oh.